Welcome to the Breakwater Podcast. On our last episode, we were joined with Karen Iverson Riggers and Lynn McLaughlin to talk about the importance of emotions. If you have not yet had a chance to listen to The Missing Piece, Emotions and Wellness, I encourage you to go back and listen to that insightful introduction first. We had an overwhelming response from our listeners and brought them back on to dive deeper into the culture of emotions and provide you with your own emotional learning practice you can do at home. Lynn and Karen are up next. here again uh, with Karen Iverson Riggers and Lynn McLaughlin, uh, who were on our lab, last podcast. So if you weren't able to listen to the missing piece, emotion and wellness, uh, please go back and listen to that intro. Uh, today, I'm bringing you both back on. Actually, welcome. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hello. I am, I am bringing uh, both Lynn and Karen back today because um, we just had really great response uh, from that last podcast, and I want to dive deeper into the concept that emotional response is normal. So can we kind of dive deeper into this and, and your thoughts about, you know, what is emotional response and, and the normal C of that? I think that's probably one of the most misunderstood pieces of emotion. When you think about um, like thought and mental processing of things, we spend a lot of time in our head thinking through things, um, but it's automatic. And there are tools like mindfulness to slow it down and all of these different pieces. And then there's the physical piece. If you stub your toe, you feel that immediately and you react to it and you respond. Did I break my toe? Is it bleeding? You know, you respond to the physical um, aspect of your life. But what do we do with the emotional piece? And, you know, the scientific piece, the biology piece, emotions are exactly wired the same way. Emotions are an unconscious biological response that happens within us. And um, Karen, I hear you every time this goes through my head. Emotions are normal. They're normal. They're normal. Can we say it once more? Emotions are normal. Um, there is a lot of conditioning that happens that tells us otherwise you know, and, and we'll talk more about that. Like, how do we become so uncomfortable with emotion? And um, I had the opportunity to see it this weekend. I was with, at a restaurant with a couple of friends and waiting for them to arrive. And a child um, at another table started crying and then started screaming. And I watched the reaction of the people around. And there were stern faces and angry glances at both the mom and the child. And um, I just kind of observed what was happening around me and um, recognizing the child was experiencing emotion. And so many people in that community setting were projecting their shame around emotion onto this child, onto this mom. Um, and I think the more we, when we open ourselves to seeing that, 
that child's responses were normal. They were normal. They didn't need to be controlled. They didn't need to be shamed. Is it uncomfortable? Oh my God, yeah. When your child is melting down and you have, you know, society looking at you through judgmental eyes, what do you do? And there's some, we'll get into, I'm getting way ahead of myself because I get too excited. Um, But there's a lot of videos around just sitting with a child as they're experiencing it rather than trying to shut it down. And we've got a whole, all the things. Okay, there we go. When I think Lynn said that she was, she was like, I'm going to say it two more times because Karen always says it three times. Emotional reactions are normal. That, that piece around talking about, I think there's so much baggage that we carry with emotion. You know, what we've been told or learned from our family, what we've learned through social conditioning, what the cultural norms around us are, there's so much baggage around that. And so sometimes when we have these emotional reactions, it can be really uncomfortable. It can be really uncomfortable. And it's it's this idea of how do we sit with that discomfort? How do we how do we ride the wave? I love that analogy about thinking about emotions as a wave, right? Like they come, they get intense, they crest, right? And, and they pass and they pass, but it's figuring out when we have that reaction, when we have that feeling, when it's right there, how do we, how do we honor it? How do we sit with it? How do we ride that wave? right? Of this body response. Like these are normal body responses. They're important. They're giving us important information about our experiences and the world around us. And when we, you know, we're going to talk about like what, what happens when you stuff it down, when you don't honor it, when you don't sit through that, what happens, right? We see all sorts of things. So it's, we, we, both of us, you could just hear us get like really, really excited talking about this. Um, and, you know, so part of it is part of, part of that is coming from our own experiences, right? Of this process, this continual process and practice of sitting with the emotion, pausing long enough to know what emotion is even there, right? Riding that wave. And then I think uh, most importantly, sitting with other people as they're sitting with emotion. I think as I think about, you know, our youth perspective at Breakwater and how, you know, often youth maybe have a bad day or come home and, and are talking about this emotion or maybe they didn't do the chores, right? And so that automatic response is to yell or to accuse or, you know, to somehow take it out um, and how we jump to that conclusion of, of yelling or, you know, that type of emotion um, and being able to take a minute to step back and sit with it. And before you react, and I think a lot of people can relate to this is I feel this, I react right away. And that's how our world works, right? Right away, we have to have this reaction to it. But being able to sit with it and figure out, you know, why am I actually feeling the way I am? And how can I 
approach it in a different way that's not, I want to say, as aggressive or sometimes can escalate the situation that doesn't need to be escalated. So just for the heck of it, I'm going to, like, let's play out that situation in the restaurant. Yeah. So that child learns it's not okay to be angry. It's not okay to be sad. It causes anxiety in my mom. I can feel the anger around me. So the child shuts it down. Hmm. So the child has a bad day at school, comes home, they're angry, but they know they can't be. Um, and if they express it, what's going to, I mean, there's so many, like when you think through all those dynamics of that, but let's say a child is shut down con consistently and not because it's malicious, it's because there's generation upon generation upon generation that has never talked about this and said emotions are important. They're part of our human experience. They are normal. I'm going to keep saying that, Karen. Um, and when we look at all the ways that we avoid emotion, and Karen talked about this a little bit in the last podcast, and, you know, the really obvious ones are substance use, you know, um, truancy, uh, mental health conditions, um, suicidal thinking, you know, those are like, when the crisis has gotten so bad. So I really look at all of the work that we're doing as preventative. Like, can we start creating these spaces so it doesn't get layer, 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 layer of suppressed and repressed emotion. And what's interesting is, is those are the um, outward manifestation of emotions that have been suppressed. We can look at social media is a good distraction from emotion, sleep as an escape, helping others. And this one always cracks me up because it's much more comfortable helping someone else than looking at the emotion that is within us um, that has never been validated. Um, we can look at procrastination. We can look at blaming others. We can look at even, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we all have, we all have them. And you know what? That's another piece of it. Can we name it? Can I be like, you know what? I am having a lot of trouble getting this task done. What's going on with me? And very often it's fear that I need to do it perfectly or it won't be acceptable or it will be, you know, Karen, I'm at some point we have to do a, a podcast on expectations because I love when you share about that because it's, you know, where are those expectations coming from? And just gather so many moving pieces, right? But when I, when I think of youth and I think of substance use, I, I was conditioned when you go out of the house, you're happy, period. You don't show any of the emotion that comes up along through your day. When I was at school, I had, I was the class president, I was student council. Uh, and I talked about that before there, there were people that had no idea what was happening behind closed doors. And I think that's really important too. Um, that we remember everybody has a story. And there's so much that we don't know about what a person has experienced. And allowing them to name that, label that, sit with that. Okay, Karen, sorry. <laughs> that was also good. That was also good. Oh, it's like, like, I think oh I've been gosh, talking. Yes, yes. 
hours. <laughs> the, yeah, we need 16 more podcasts. No, this is, it's it's so good kind of slowing down enough to talk about all of this, right? Because yeah. as Lynn was talking, right, you could hear all of that. And I'm sure I, I was reflecting on my own experiences and what I do. Yeah, Hannah's raising her hand like, yeah, me too. What I do, right? to avoid or the defenses that we use. And I don't want to label those as good or bad, the defense, mm-hmm. right? Like that come out of, like a lot of times those are important survival and protective mechanisms for us, right? So when you hear all of that, I want you to like sit with that for a second and just be like, okay, we're not going to label the defenses that we use to avoid emotion as good or bad. They just are. Mm-hmm. But this idea about having, I I think that piece, that thread to pull out is having some like awareness of that. I'm doing this. I'm doing this to avoid emotion. Hmm. Okay. What's going on with me? Lynn was giving that example. I'm avoiding a task, right? Is it fear because I'm not going to do it well? Is it, is it sadness with something else that's going on? Am I sitting with some grief? Am I like the do I have a lot of joy right now? Like first for sometimes joy and happiness can be complicated feelings for people. So this idea around those defenses that we use as protection, but having awareness to say, how can I then maybe revisit that and pause long enough? And I think that's the piece, right? We talked about this in the last podcast, the, slowing down enough so I can even name the emotion that's going on and slowing down enough so I can honor the emotion that's going on and and sitting with that emotion when you were talking Hannah and talking about like you know somebody that's angry and yelling or somebody who's doing something and taking it out on somebody else those kind of reactions often come out of like that can be a defense too that can be a defense. So there's lots of great ways to unpack emotion. And there's lots of ways to figure out ways to ride that wave, to let it ride through us. Like, and there's things you can do with your imagination to do that. Right. I'm really angry. What can I do with my imagination to channel and, and ride that wave of, of emotion or there's joy. And so, you know, I'm going to take a dance break or like, what, what can I do to honor some of that emotion? Because science is catching up with this. I find this fascinating in terms of what happens when we suppress emotion and what happens is it has mental and physical body effects when we suppress emotion. Like they're, they're like, yeah, that's, this is what's, this is what's happened. We're seeing evidence of this. So this isn't it. When we're talking about this, we're talking about this, not just like as something that's like nice to do. <laughs> this is something that's important to our wellness, our whole self, our holistic wellness. I kind of want to dive into how, or I should say, why do you believe that this is not spoken about? And I liked what we talked on our last podcast that we talk about our physical, we talk about our mental, but emotional is tossed at the wayside. It's not addressed. Why is that? 
So I can share when I think of messaging that I received as a child that shut things down for me. And what I learned was it was not okay to feel. So some of the messaging, um, I had a lot of messaging around my gender, around being a woman. Women don't get angry. And I heard that message over and over and over and eventually shut it down. That tears are weak, um, especially uh, speaking men, that is very common messaging for them. It's weakness to show tears. Um, emotion. Yeah. You're talking yeah. they can feel emotion, right? Or to show emotion whatsoever. Right. Or what emotion is okay. And often it's anger. But if that's the only emotion, then you're missing this whole breadth of other emotions and it gets compressed and rage. You know, there's just, there's so many facets to that. Other messaging, and this was one I heard a lot that I have fought a lot and I love is don't be silly. And that's that joy component, that happiness component. Sometimes that was too much. And I love being silly. It's one of my favorite things in the whole world. Um, you know better, be good. Like we could unpack be good for a whole podcast. What does that mean? Who defines it? What does it look like? What is what is good? Why does it have to be good or bad? I mean, yeah, that could be another whole podcast. Suck it up, get over it. It's in the past. And then one that, um, Karen, I'm going to let you speak to this one because you do a really beautiful job of it, is please and prove and accommodate. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this, this piece around, um, well, I think it's woven into discomfort and that's Nothing. what I was going to say when you said, why I, I think it's all woven into discomfort. And some of that is discomfort with our own emotion. And some of it is discomfort in, um, others emotions mm -hmm. right because so I'm a, I'm a mom and when you see your kids hurting and sad like you would do anything you would do anything to help them not feel that way <laughs> and and it's it for me it comes from a place of love like uh, all of that but that messaging of you know my my little one is sad. And so I say, oh, don't be sad. Right. So this is like this accommodate kind of thing, like accommodate my discomfort, like don't show emotion to and then accommodate my discomfort. <laughs> so this, I think that why comes out of discomfort. It's uncomfortable to sit with an emotion that I'm having that I don't want to have right now. It's uncomfortable to sit and watch someone in pain. It can be uncomfortable to sit and watch somebody in a place of like ecstatic joy. Like, I think we don't, we don't talk about that, like that, this, that could be uncomfortable. And so out of our own discomfort, we do all of these different things to like do a dance around it. <laughs> and maintain <laughs> neutral. And maintain neutral. 
Yeah. And, and to speak to some of this too, right? Like a lot of this is woven into cultural norms as well. I mean, we have to talk about that piece of it. Yeah. That's, that's another piece that's really woven in to, to this is, is some of, you have the family pieces, you have the cultural pieces that are layered, you have kind of the societal, like, I mean, I think about if, if I name like, oh, we're in Northeast Wisconsin, right? And when you ask somebody, how are you? You're not really actually asking. <laughs> like, the answer is fine. We all know the answer is fine. Mm-hmm. So, so it, and this, so it, I, I think a lot of that why is discomfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and actually, so- while you were speaking, I wrote down fear of societal views. Um, and you got to that, Karen, is, is just that, and I think about this when you think of joy, right? You don't want to seem overly ecstatic about a promotion because maybe your coworker didn't get that promotion too. So how can you be excited? Or when you talked about, you're also feeling sad because you don't want your child to be sad anymore. And it's just, you're caring and loving and trying to fix the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if we've never, if we've never navigated it, but yeah. all we've heard is the messaging and the conditioning in whatever form that is, of course, it's going to be uncomfortable. If I've been taught that it's not okay for me to express anger, how comfortable am I going to be if somebody else does it? You know, if I have been taught that it's not okay um, to be sad or show tears, in public, which I do all the time now. I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, but I I see that often, like people apologizing because they have tears. And what is that? It's, o- it's okay to be sad. It's okay to have tears, but we're not comfortable with it. And both of those pieces are so important. Looking, and I, I firmly believe it begins with us. So if we want to provide a space for our youth to freely be authentic and share emotion, we need to check ourselves. Like, how comfortable am I expressing my tears? And can I model that? Or how comfortable am I expressing my frustration with something that's happening? And and can I model that um, and provide space for someone else to do that? Um, And it's, it's really flipping uncomfortable and it takes time and creating that, creating that pause to go, I've never done this before. So what am I feeling right now? What's really underneath there? And one of the um, pieces that Karen and I both teach is around emotion education 101. And it's around that piece. How do we start identifying that, but also recognizing like this over um, pathologization of you have depression, you have anxiety. Oftentimes when, and I can speak for myself, when I sit still long enough with my depression, I can unpack like six or seven different emotions that are under there. And what's really going on with you, Lynn, but it's constantly that we have to slow down long enough to do it. Our world needs to slow down. Um, as long as we think that everything is urgent, 
we're not going to be creating those spaces to heal and do things very differently than we have, which I think is that's if, if there's one piece of our message that's most important is can we try something else? Can we try something else? Um, because the way we're doing things isn't and I shouldn't say it isn't working because I think it does help some people and I everyone should have a choice to decide what that looks like. But can we try something else? And I think especially for, so as a parent, and if I were to say like, what can we do for our youth? Like, what can we do for our youth mm -hmm. on this? It's thinking about, how we allow for the flow of emotion, how we al just allow it. Um, because I talked about emotions as a wave. I talked, we talked about them as body responses, normal body responses. We, you know, this, this whole normalizing of that and allowing for the flow of emotion and allowing and, and not just allowing, but encouraging youth to, to sit with that emotion and to identify it and name it and know it, right? And not judge it as good or bad. Talking about the cultural piece is just, and I, I have been telling everybody since our last podcast, Karen, is when you brought up that survival skills and you, you hit on it a little bit earlier in the podcast, but we are... I want to say just normalize to think that these emotions are good emotions or these emotions are bad emotions. And then those bad emotions are then put to the wayside, right? I mean, we can't feel those emotions. We can't talk about those quote unquote bad emotions. Right. And, and then, then when we're like, I, I mean, I can speak about this from my, my own experience is is part of labeling emotions as bad. So like, definitely for me, I label anger as bad. Anger is bad. <laughs> it's, I'm still like working to unpack this. Right. And so I went through a period of time where I was really angry about things and mostly like the world, <laughs> just angry about the way that humans were treating one another and the pain that was being caused angry. I didn't know what to do with that. And it was spilling out all over the place, like in weird ways. <laughs> and it, you know, and sitting underneath that anger was fear. Mm -hmm. Sitting underneath that anger was just deep grief and mm -hmm. sadness. And so when I started to started to sit with that a little bit and figure out how do you let that out? Like, how do I let, how do I let that wave go? How do I let, how do I sit with that anger? And it's hard. It's hard because that's like years and decades of like <laughs> me thinking, right. And we, we often talk about this you'll hear people talk about what it's like to try, try on a new way of doing things. So if you picture like this path through the woods, 
right? Like this really nice trail that's been like taken care of and you have this path. And that's that's kind of what the process is like, right? I have this path, it's been cleared, it's easy to walk on this path. And then you think about trying to make a new path and you've got to clear out like the big brush and the big trees. And then you've got to clear out the little brush and then you've got to kind of like manicure the path, right? And maybe put down some stones on the path. And then maybe you're like, I need to put down some cement so it's nice and even. <laughs> but that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of work. And so when we're talking about doing, thinking about how do we do this, remembering that idea of that path, right? I have this well-worn path of how I work with emotion <laughs> or how I judge emotion or how I feel emotion. And carving that new path is really, is really difficult, um, but gives us, gives us the opportunity um, to experience life in a really new and different way. A really, this, this way, this way of being is hard, right? It is. Um, but this piece around what that does for us and our kind of well-being is you, you can't really, I don't know, put a, put a price on that. Yeah. And it's hard because we're, ch we're changing societal norms. You know, Correct. we're not thought about this. And so, I mean, I think it's giving, giving grace, right? So yes. Giving grace. That you know, you're learning. Um, and when we talk about, like you said, the health implications that happen from not being able to sit with your emotions. And I think, you know, speaking on behalf of myself, um, I don't sit with my emotions. I'm the person that's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, you know, and, and that's come from what I've learned and I can accept that. And, and, being able to just sit here with you both and talk about things and realize like, I've thought about this, you know, why do I act out these certain ways? Why do I constantly say sorry, even though I'm not sorry? I, it's just uh, my body's response. Um, but how can I also use this in my own personal life um, and in my career working with youth um, and talking about heavy things like substance use? Um, and I think a lot of our listeners can relate to this at some aspect of their life. And I love that you named grace, um, grace and self-compassion and empathy, because the reality is I'm going to cut a little notch in the path that doesn't fit. That's part of human experience, you know, <laughs> or I'm going to like put my stone down and it's going to be like two feet to the left of where I'm supposed to be supposed to be. I'm doing my air quotes, you know, that shitting on ourselves. Um, but um, knowing that all of it is perfect, like as we're learning something new, that practice piece, and we talked about that last time, practice, and knowing that we're going to make mistakes, and we're learning and finding the beauty in the learning, rather than um, trying not to make a mistake. It's okay to make mistakes. That's how we learn. But we don't, again, allow for that piece of it. Um, and the emotions that come with I made a mistake, God, you know, <laughs> and coming back and going, it's okay to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that you were frustrated that you made a mistake. 
you know, there's all these interwoven pieces. And I want to take a moment to practice this. And, and, you know, we talked about being able to just uh, do a small exercise with our listeners at home around emotional healing. And so Karen is gracious enough to, to lead this. So this is an exercise that you can do wherever you are, but just takes a little time. So um, I'm going to walk you through it. So first, what I'm going to encourage you to do is to just take a breath. And then I just want you to check in with yourself and to notice what's present for you right now. What emotion or emotions are present for you right now? And I'd encourage you to notice where those emotions land in your body. Do you feel it in your chest? Is it in your belly? Maybe you feel it in your hands and feet. And to just, so you just stay in this present moment and to name it, just name it. I just want you to name what the emotion or emotions are that are present. So you can say like, this is sadness or this is anger or this is anxiety or this is happiness. You don't need to to label it or judge it, just name, name it as being there. To just accept it as is. And then especially when we're working with emotions that feel really uncomfortable and maybe there's one of those that's present for you right now. To just think about that, even if that feels overwhelming even if it feels like a wave crashing over your head, to remember that it will pass, right? This is the thing with emotions. We often talk about emotions like the weather. We know in Wisconsin, the weather is always changing. So think of this emotion like some weather passing through. And then you might want to ask yourself a couple of questions like, hmm, what's this emotion telling me? Or how did this emotion come to be? Or if you're in a place of discomfort when you're doing this exercise, like what triggered me? What, what happened? And then here's the big part, to just let go of the need to control it. 
just be open to whatever outcome is next with your emotion and how that unfolds. Now I want you to take another breath. And notice what might have shifted. Or maybe what stayed the same. So this is an exercise that you can do anytime, anywhere. I don't know, what did that take? Maybe two minutes, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, to just take some time to identify that emotion. And then I think especially, and I said that during the exercise when, when we're working with emotions that cause a lot of discomfort, to just remind ourselves of the impermanence of emotion and that they're temporary and that you can ride whatever wave is present and to, to just think about it like that right like that even if it's overwhelming it's going to pass and then maybe you decide with that like maybe after you do that you journal about it or maybe you talk to somebody about it i think i think that can be a really powerful part of doing that kind of exercise is that you take some reflection time afterward. Talk with somebody you trust about it, write it out, record yourself talking about it, like whatever it is that is helpful for you in processing, because that processing piece of this kind of exercise right allows us to be like oh that was safe and i i'm okay i'm good like right i got through sitting with the discomfort of whatever came two things that i recognized as you were doing that karen is recognize when we're judging what's going on and to acknowledge that as well and say keep going <laughs> how about you hannah what was that like my biggest thing when I was sitting through this exercise is acceptance. Um, and I think this is the first time that I've been able to sit with things that I felt. And I've talked about this with Lynn and Karen uh, previously before this is that everything feels so busy all the time. Um, you know, we work eight hours a day, we go home, we need to do the home things, we go to bed, we wake up and do it all over again. And I don't think that there is ever time to just stop and, and be able to feel these emotions and to just be able to sit with them. And I had emotions when I was leaving this morning, I was stressed out and forgot some things before I left to go to work. And I was angry, right? I'm shown as I'm, as I'm up the door. And as I reflect back on words that were spoken as I was leaving, it's, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me right now. Right. And so I loved what you said is this ebb and flow of emotions are normal and you can just be able to sit with them, um, and accept them was a huge piece for me. Um, accept this emotion that I'm feeling and be able to move on from it. And I think Hannah, like that piece you're talking about, like lives are busy. Like a lot of us have a lot going on. And so like, how do you do this? 
And maybe you start small with a pause when you wake up in the morning or a pause before you go to bed at night, or maybe over your lunch hour is a good time to take a pause and check in with yourself and do this exercise. You know, so you, you give yourself that, that two minutes, that five minutes, right. To just, to just do that check-in. And I love what you were talking about, Hannah, with that awareness of like, huh, if I just accept it and just be like, okay, that's what this is. (laughs) Here we are. Right. (laughs) It's a very different feeling than when we layer, oh, I'm pretty good at these guilt, shame, Mm -hmm on top of the way that we're feeling or the way we're reacting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Another piece that I think is really beautiful about that exercise. So when we're talking about mental, you know, the thoughts that come physical, where does it show up in your body? And when you start to practice this emotional piece, the integration that happens within you, that whole wellness is what you start to start to notice. It's like when you were talking, Karen, and walking us through that exercise, it was in my belly. I mean, it was in my belly and I felt it and it was anxiety and um, unpacking that. What are you afraid of at this moment? Is there anything in this moment that I'm afraid of? Or am I projecting what three hours from now is going to be and keep grounding in the moment? And um, again, remembering it's a practice. To practice, practice, practice. <laughs> and, I, and I think too, is what you can control. So when I think about my own life, my anxiety stems from things that are far, far in advance of that's not even, I have no idea the outcome and being able to just accept that and almost say to myself, you know, you can't control what's going to happen two days ago, but being able to sit with what I'm currently feeling and ex- accepting that. There's so much power in the present moment. And the reality is we can't be in the present moment when we're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So thinking is futuristic. Thinking is so into and integrating all of that. So, yeah, where am I right now? And what is that emotion about? And is it about where I am right at this moment? And yes. sometimes we find out when we like check out, check in, in the present moment, that sometimes the emotions that are present for us are things that because of what happened this morning Mm -hmm. or because of what I'm thinking about is going to happen when I get home today. Mm -hmm. And that's okay too. Like we can, we can honor it. We can honor that being present, even though it's (laughs) about something else. Um, But that idea of the acceptance piece the present moment piece. And I think we've said this, I don't know how many times today, right? And the pause piece. Lynn always says, you're a human being, not a human doing. And so the idea of how we can step into that being and being with ourselves and being present for other people too. I think that's an important, that's an important piece of this that we've, we've touched about that we can do this for others too to hold space for them to be present with their emotions and what a powerful gift to give, especially, especially as parents, if we can think about ways that we can just hold that space to, to um, help our little beings or medium-sized beings 
um, just accept, <laughs> right? To accept and to just be present with their own emotion. What an incredible gift. As always, I, I struggle <laughs> with finding the right words because this is so very much relatable. Um, no matter, you know, if you work, I'm going to say as law enforcement, if you were a parent, if you were a caregiver, I mean, I being able to just sit, pause, connect with emotions is so crucial. Uh, and I just enjoy having you two on this podcast because I know it's, it is able to impact and help so many people. Um, again, thank you, Karen, for being able to come on uh, and share this exercise with us uh, and give us some tools to just be able to start doing these little things each and every day. Thank you both again, Lynn and Karen, uh, for being on here again. As always, I will give their contact information on our show notes. We can always have another podcast and <laughs> talk about more things and impact um, more feelings around emotion. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's so fun coming on here. I love it. We love it, Hannah. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.